Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Anyway, on to the Warriors-Tigers. Uh, look, that entrance of the boys running out, what an incredible moment. Like the, We can talk about it all day long, the sacrifices, the work, everything that had to go on behind the scenes for the Warriors to do what they've done, a monumental effort to be living an entire organisation in a different country. For them to come back and just for to have that moment – I thought was amazing for the Warriors. Massive congratulations. And also the fact that they got the win in, the, in the, the fashion they got it. Massive congratulations to all the staff and all the family that sacrificed for that moment. It was actually the first time in, I think, eight years that they've held a team scoreless at home. And they did it like that. So massive, massive congratulations. And I hope everyone enjoyed the moment. All the Kiwis that got to experience that. What an incredible uh, turnout by the fans and the community. Guru, what did you think about the Warriors-Tigers? Yeah, I thought it was great. I messaged you. Like, I had goosebumps just watching them run out. I thought the way it was done was very, very well. It was very well done when they ran out. I loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, keeping any team in this competition to no tries, it's a bloody good knock. I was I was a little bit worried about the Warriors in the first 20 minutes, the amount of ball they had, but they weren't able to turn it into points. And mm. then the Tigers had one set and they did come all the way up the other end. I sort of thought, oh, fuck, please, no. <laughs> Don't let this this happen in their return game. But uh, they they found a way. I, I thought the hooker was unreal, Wade Egan. Mm. We mentioned Jeremy Marshall King being the most improved nine of the comp. I'd probably have Egan at number two. I think he's had a really good season for them. Just need to uh, keep him fit, don't they? He keeps getting injured. Mm. Yeah, he's always, yeah he's, he's always getting knocked about. Another one out of the Penrith system. Um, yeah, I thought it was just perfect that Tohu Harris scores the, the first try. try. Back. Absolutely. But you couldn't ride it anything. Yeah. Probably outside of SJ, maybe. Yeah. But Harris, club captain, perfect. Um, I thought SJ was pretty good, actually. Yep. I thought, like, he wasn't incredible but he did exactly what they needed is just a calm steady hand he was happy he was enjoying his footy he was back at home kicked for 522 meters couple of tries this 100 meters 25 tackles with zero misses i mean 
you can't ask more from SJ. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have a crack at him for his bad games, at least give him raps for yep. for turning something out like that in a big moment. It's that was a huge moment for the club. Imagine the pressure SJ would have been feeling before running out there. What if they go out and get towed up? I mean, his head is 100% on the chopping block. He come out and perform like that. You can say it's against the Tigers all you want. The Tigers are an NRL side. They're still going to be tough to beat. Um, Timmy, what do you think about this game with the Warriors? Yeah, it was a perfect little script, wasn't it? Mm. From the moment they walked out and just in that first 20-odd minutes where it was just disallowed try, disallowed try, mm. disallowed try. And every time it happened, they yep. had to get up and then they go, oh, and pulled it back. Yep. I think they were all like awarded as well and had them pulled back. Yep. And then it was the skipper Torhu crashing over for the first try in over a thousand days at home. Yeah, uh, it was beautiful. And yep. I tell you what, the bookies got that one wrong because the, the line wasn't too much in that one. But the Warriors were never losing that game of footy going home. Yeah, oh, I thought the same thing. I was like, they, they just won't. Like they're yeah. playing for everything. And and that like, and that was even before Reese Walsh got ruled out. They <laughs> they were just lacking genuine class on the end of that back line. If Reese Walsh plays, I reckon they put fifty on them. Wouldn't there have been some bookies holding a heap of money on the Warriors watching Reese Walsh get ruled out? Yeah. And hearing Adam Fanua yeah. Blake then thinking, Oh, here we go. This could be Fanua, huge Fanua for us Blake had COVID all week. He went negative, I think, Saturday and then Canton played Sunday in play. Oh, 163 metres, 71 post contact, five tackle breaks, two offloads for Adam Fanua Blake after a week of COVID. Pretty well. And I could be wrong, and I feel like just about every player who's had COVID this year and they've only had like eight or nine days mm. haven't played. Like, yeah. There can't have been many. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, absolutely not. And, and some of them have taken a couple of weeks to, yeah. like, when they do get back, they don't play that great. So massive effort from Fanoa Blake. Um, yeah, look, like, you and Aiken, 49 tackles, only one miss. Um, I thought Joe Stavonga was outstanding in the front row. I thought he added exactly what the day needed, which was aggression, just to dominate in the middle there. Uh, his line speed was outstanding. Tohu Harris, like even running on, walking on the field, he was like limping at the start of the game. Like as in before the game started, he was already limping. So his knee's clearly not fucking sweet. And yet he goes out and put a performance on like that. What a great moment for... for um, for New Zealand. Look, I thought um, I thought Ronald Volkman had some really decent moments. I think he had like one error that he could have probably reeled in a little bit. But outside of that, 22 tackles, zero misses. I think that Sean Johnson and Volkman really complement each other really well. Uh, I think Chan- uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita had one of his better games. I just loved his attitude. Like he ripped and teared all game long. Um, you know, like it's just a, it was just a great performance. I thought Watani Zalesniak, he brought the ball back with so much vigour. Holy shit. Um, yeah, look, it's a really, really good win for the for the Warriors. And this is the kind of win we hope that they can just build some confidence, you know, just go, okay, we've got it out of our system. We're back home now. We can we can have this kind of like a fortress for us um, and build on that and then really build on that. Was there anyone else that stood out for you, boys? Uh, I thought, obviously, you, um, Ewan Aiken was named in the centres during the week. Uh, Jack Murchie got ruled out, so they moved Aiken back in. And obviously, defensively, they were moving Aiken out there because their edges have struggled. Um, Adam Pompey came in yesterday, and granted, it was against the West Tigers, not the greatest team in the comp, but I thought defensively he did a really good job. Mm. I, I wouldn't and he struggled quite a bit with defence as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Aiken now probably stay in the back row. I think he's a, a great back row. Yeah, great back row. But when your edges are as poor as the Warriors have been this year, yeah. I can understand the move. Well, Jesse Arthur's being back is really good. I think yep. he's quite solid for them, Jesse Arthur's. He doesn't miss as many tackles in defence. If Pompey can continue this kind of form up in, um, in defence at least, then, yeah, because like, their edges were just so brittle, like so brittle. Yep. So... Um, look, I think Josh Curran is easing back into things as well. Like he just has, he just has that 
he's almost like another version of Tohu with just the heart in the middle there, like getting through a bunch of work. He revs the boys up. He's in everything. Um, so, yeah, great win for the, the Warriors. Great win. Probably doesn't uh, matter now, but, I mean, Chanel Harris-Tavito, is fullback maybe his spot? Yeah, interesting. It, really interesting because they, they toyed with it at the start of the year, remember, when Reese Walsh yep. did – was he out or they moved him to six? Anyway. They toyed with it at the start of the year, and I, I think I said to you, I said, do you reckon they're putting Ch- uh, Harris Tavita there just to have a backup for Reese in case I'm he goes sure down? Walsh suspended first game, yeah. first yeah, okay. round. First, yeah. first yeah. round. Was, yeah, okay. Um, I don't mind Chanel at the back there because he can get through the tough work too because he mm. seems to love that shit. He loves it. Um, I don't mind him at fullback. Now, obviously, you've got Reese Walsh. What do you do with him? Um yeah, do you what do you put Reese at six and Ronald to fourteen or no? No, I, I I think I'd still run with with Reese at one and, and and Chanel at fourteen. But it was interesting to see him in a different role. I yeah. thought he looked great. Like I don't know if I'd ch- move this Warriors team around to fit him in, especially when he's not going to be there next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought he was good. I'd say, geez, I was nervous when Jazz went down with that HIA. Early. Oh fuck! Just <laughs> he's so good for them. It was Jazz. the most Jazz thing to ever do. Go so hard in the opening minute that yeah. you knock yourself out. Fuck. He's so good. I love, I love watching Joe Stavanger. Um, just he, he's such an old school player. Yeah. Like he, he would suit any era and thrive in it. Now onto the Tigers, uh, mate. Honestly, tough year. Like the year's done. Seriously, letting go of Madge in the middle of the year has been a disaster, an unmitigated disaster. And it isn't, isn't the fact that they're losing. It's the way they're losing. The fact they couldn't score a try against the Warriors. I just, I just that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Um, you know, their back still got through a bunch of work, had a bunch of meters, so it wasn't like they couldn't get any go for going. Hastings ran for 140, 184 meters as, as a seven. On one leg. <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? So Jackson Hastings, 184 metres, 54 post contacts, 16 tackles, zero misses. Like, you can't ask him any more as a seven. Like, very rarely do you see sevens move for that much. Um, I thought it was really interesting. There were periods where Brooks was six, but then he moved to nine, and Dewey came on, and Dewey was bombing. And oh, Mate, I, I just think that the, the, the call to get rid of Madge mid-season has absolutely derailed their season. And honestly... You, you could sit there and say, even with Madge there, they weren't getting very many wins. But I tell you what, I feel like they looked a lot be- – they were just turning a corner and I thought they looked a lot better than what they've – ever since he's gone, they have looked like the old Tigers. 100%. Yeah. The, even if they weren't winning games, they were playing much better. They were looking much better. It's just – fans almost, were appreciating what yeah. they were doing more. It's like, like the boys um, seemed like they were finally buying in. After all these years, they were finally buying into Madge's ways. And then, boom. That boom. decision was made weeks before he obviously started to turn it around. It's just... <coughs> for what, too? Like, yeah, exactly. For what? Right. Yeah. You could have been negotiating with Seraldo. It's not like you rushed out and signed someone. That's what I'm saying. You didn't like, even have someone fucking yeah. lined up. That's, you could have been negotiating with Seraldo, and you could have said to Seraldo, if you agree to take this job, we will be moving Madge on. Yeah. And keep it all under wraps so Madge oh. doesn't know because if you want to save money so that Madge – because if Madge finds out, then he can say, I'm not leaving and they have to force pay him, blah, 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 all that kind of shit. You could have kept everything under wraps. The handling of this situation, in my opinion, it just has not worked. If you're going to get rid of Madge, it should have been 12 to 16 months ago. But again, as a club, you're in an even worse position. And I don't know what direction – like what is being put in place right now for them to go forward. They don't even have a coach for next year at the moment. 
And I, I've said it before, but I just, and I know it doesn't matter now, but I cannot believe they decided to sack him the week after a buy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So it, it just, it just <laughs> summarizes how stupid the entire situation is that they sat on their hands for 10 days when they could have said the Monday before to Brett Kamali, you got two weeks to prepare for your game instead of four. Yeah. Mm, He's four the hardest days. job in the NRL. Enjoy. Yeah. And you know, does Kamali even want to be a head coach? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or is he, you know, I he think might, he does. Okay, so he does want to be one? Apparently he's, been, he's taking it very seriously and yeah. he wants he wants that role He's been fast-tracked into it yeah. very yeah. quickly. Like, I mean, even, I didn't even as an interim. Like. Yeah, because I didn't even know he was on the radar. I thought he was yeah. just a good assistant coach like that worked with halves. Yeah. I didn't know he was aspirations to be a head coach. Timmy, thoughts on the Tigers? So, following last round, the Warriors had the worst defence in the competition, having conceded 53 more points than... In 15th place, the Titans. And the Tigers couldn't put a point on them. Like, that's so grim. And, look, I just think with with the season done and dusted for them, they need to start trying to put a few things in place looking next season. And they just... They have to drop Luke Brooks, I think, and and run with a spine, even if for a month or whatever, of Laurie, Adam Dewey... Jacko Hastings and then whoever, which of the six hookers they want to go from and just see how that goes because the, the the halves of Hastings and Dewey is quite exciting to me. Laurie's been very hit and miss this year. He's had his moments. He's had his shockers. Um, but is there, is there any surprise that with Laurie? <clears throat> in, this, in, the, in the climate, he has to be trying... Like as a rookie developing in that climate, is it yeah, any surprise? And again, I'm, like I'm agreeing with you. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's... I'm certainly not saying that all the problems are on Luke Brooks and because of him and he's losing them these games, but... I just think, like, we make excuses for him and the Tigers year after year after year. The fact is they haven't played finals footy since, what, 2010 or something. He's been halfback that whole time. At what point do you go, something's got to change? Mate, what I don't get about the Brooks situation is, like, I actually think it's best for him that he goes somewhere else. Yeah. And I don't know who's advising him where, look, money is great. Like, of course, we all want to earn a lot of money and set our families up. That's, you know, pretty much every bloke is dream is to make sure his family is secure. I think we can all agree on that. But surely someone could sit down with Brooks and go, mate, that extra four or 500K, it's not worth it, bro. You've already earned millions of dollars, like millions and millions of dollars. How about you take a pay cut, go to another club that, you know, is a better system and you can earn that money back when you become the half we all know you can be. That's what I'm not getting. Like, is he, like whoever's advising him, like are they sitting there saying to him, it's like, mate, stay. Stay, get that $1.2 million. It's absolutely worth it. I thought, like, what do you guys think about that? Oh, definitely. And I'll just say, we've spoke about it before, but Newcastle just looked the perfect fit for him. Mm. And Newcastle being so, like, stacked in their forward pack, I'd just love for him just to do a little switch next season of, all right, maybe we'll give you a Tyson Frizzell or someone to add a bit of punch to your pack mm. uh, and you can have Luke Brooks. And I just think it'll be a win for both clubs. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that 
they remind me of similar to what we talked about with Canterbury last year. They've got Appy Curacao arriving. They've got Isaiah Papali. They have to work out who their halves are going to be next year. Now, if, like, mate, if I it's like next that. year and it's round five and six and seven and eight and we're still fucking working out who's going to play what position, mm. they, they have to make hard calls now and stick with whatever hard call they make. I, I think the call has to be Hastings, Dewey and Laurie. That's your full. That's that's your spine. Yep. Stick with it. Stick the rest with it, of the no matter year. what. No matter no matter what the result is, no matter how poorly or whatever it goes, everything should be. And and Timmy, you were already on this um this sentiment. Everything should be planning for when Api Korosau and Papali'i arrive yep. because at the moment they're definitely not playing finals footy. They're playing so poorly they can't even score against the worst defensive side in the competition. What do they gain by continuing down this route? I do not know. Um, but at the least. It, like, it's tough because they don't even know who the coach is going to be next year. But I'd almost be sitting down and go, okay, what team do we want to be next year? This is a team we want to be? Okay, let's begin preparing right now for that team. Um, so, yeah, fuck. I, the thing is, the effort is there. Like, Offen Galway, 139 metres, 58 tackles, three tackle breaks. Like, the effort is there. It's just, they're just not gelling. Like, Dane Laurie, 130 metres. David Nofaluma, 131. Toa, um, Toa sorry. 129, Ken Momalo, 184. So, like, they're getting through meterage, but just not working. Just I thought, not working. Um, you know, on one silver lining, the kid that made his debut off the bench, the front rower, uh, Fanua Pohl, five, uh, six runs, 61 metres, made 37 tackles, a couple of tackle breaks as well. So, congratulations like, to him on his debut. Solid. Look at, like, uh, Stefano uh, Utu Kamanu. How do you say it again? Utakamanu. Utakamanu. Uta Utoikamanu. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I forgot that wrong. I mean, I definitely got it wrong. Sorry, but the big fellow Stefano, like last year at the end, back end of the year, he was honestly one of the form front rowers in the comp. Now, with all this drama going on, all this instability, he hasn't been anywhere near as good as he, the player that we know he can be. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, I know he's been injured that's in and his, out yeah, or whatever, yeah. but it, it's, hopefully he can <clears> turn a corner. But yeah. But regardless of being in and out or whatever, he he's, he has not hit, even when he comes back, like he hasn't been anywhere close to what we know he can be. Like you take Stefano to any of the big dog clubs, he would be tearing teams yeah. apart. Well, you know who, once again, I thought was the shining light, Luke Garner. Fuck, he's going to be good next year. <laughs> I bet you he kills it. He's I bet you he kills it. it. Um, so look, tough times for Tigers. Uh, I feel honestly, this is where I, I 100% feel sorry for the playing group because... They made it very clear that they wanted Match to stay. There was there was a clear consensus from the playing group that they wanted Match to stay. So you can't blame them for this decision. This was an admin decision of getting rid of Madge. And so they've been forced in this environment that, that just is not conducive to good footy.